All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Poppers and Packers with Artemis Gray. I know, I feel cringe. This is like the third time you've eaten, you're eating during the introductions. <laughs> the show, the, 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 the pot. hungry. Shut up. <laughs> no. Ladies and gentlemen. And everyone in between. Stop eating so we can do the introduction. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Poppers and Packers with Artemis Gray. And Ezra Prince. The podcast where we talk about everything and nothing. Today, we have a special guest in the studio. Would you like to introduce yourself? Gladly. I am Casey or David when I'm out of drag. Choose which one you want to call me. I don't give a shit. Where are you from? How do we know you? I am from Topeka, Kansas, originally. Are you really? Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, hey, you want a booking there? No. Oh. But kind of. Okay, we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know you guys because you're my sister and we, we homies. We homies. There you go. Great. Today, we're going to talk about the topic of drag family. Drag families. <sighs> Jesus Christ. That one was Every like time. chunky. You're just a burper. Ew, it stinks. That wasn't even a burp. <laughs> that was like... <laughs> that was like a... <laughs> the, gate, the gates of hell coming through my body. All right. We should have... Before we started recording, we should have said, okay, we want to talk about drag families. Let's hit these points. I mean, we can, but I, I feel like drag families is its own topic enough. Like, yeah. I, I think it could take care of itself. Yeah, but... I would just like to start? have this conversation without there being too much shade. Oh, no, that's, I totally get that. That's, I'm not going to be shady. I have nothing shady to say about my drag mother. You always have shady things to say about everyone. Not about my drag mother. About everyone else. Well, I sometimes have to tell her to fix her makeup, but I, sh- I think more people should be open to that criticism. You tell, like, everybody to fix I their makeup. I do tell everyone to fix their makeup. Not for me. That's because, one, your makeup intimidates the shit out of me, so what am I going to tell you to do? Hey, I appreciate that. move that scary scar on the other side of your face no who am i that scar could be a little deeper right like (laughs) that and you're you like you were an artist before you did drag so you kind of already knew how to do fun things on your face i could do a lot of fun things on a lot of faces yeah i could paint somebody with a so I was gonna, that was about to jump me. To, I saw this video where this person, this is completely not related to drag families at all, but there is a video of a person putting on a full face of makeup with a dildo. I would like to try that. Like, using it as a paintbrush? Yeah, sitting there just like dipping it in, slapping it on their face. Can you imagine? Like, you go to, you like go to work the next day, you have a mushroom stamp across your face. They're like, what happened? You were like, I was blending yesterday. I accidentally blended too hard yesterday. Setting that... Setting I was, that contour in was a little I was blending with a limp wrist, and it just... Just... <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, drag family. So we've all got one. Uh-huh. Yeah. I got two. Yeah. I kind of have two as well. I have a very recent one, I guess. Because you all had drag families before I did. Yeah. I have You one. started with one. I started with one, and then I switched. You got one a little bit later, but uh, still way before like I did. Six... I got one six months into drag for my dad's, and then Lisa adopted me in July. And then I did almost an entire year before I had enough respect for somebody to ask them to be my drag mother. Fine. Was that shady? Do no. Do you want to cut that out? No. Oh, okay. No. 
If anything is said that's shady, I'm not gonna cut it out. Unless it's like really bad. It's really bad. You better cut it out. So with my like with my old drag mom, I love her. I what I probably should have done, this is no shade to her, but I probably should have waited out a little bit more to experience seeing every type of performance that there is within Colombia. Cause uh when I went to Yin Yang, everybody was they all were still evolving and gay. Yes. Um, everyone was still like evolving and then the pandemic hit and that's when I was really starting to get like invested in drag and when I met like I'm pretty sure that's when I first met you was at the Labor Day float trip mm-hmm. I met you I met BJ I met Amanda I met Honey I met Venus so it was like I had a bunch of people and Autumn I actually knew Autumn a little before that um, and no one knew me because I wasn't around. you weren't alive <laughs> I was alive. I was performing in Springfield once a month, once every three months. And and kind of I I took my pick from from that group, and I knew that I was like I probably again I should have waited a little bit just to see how all of them performed and what my style of drag fits well with that person. Um, and then now it kind of fits really well with the aesthetic of. BJ is now my sister, and our drag mob is Zoe Adams, and they're a very dancey person of color. Like, they love to embrace the being black and being mixed and being able to interpret that into their drag. And that's something that I'm. What are you doing? I'm Wolverine. Oh my God. Sorry, I'm listening to you. <laughs> I'm listening are to you? you. I'm just a child. <laughs> and they're like, look, I got my gifts. So, Zoe. Um, so, yeah, so with this new drag mob, she's. Um, she's very being like, embrace who you are. Here's how to interpret who you are just as a person into your drag and into your performances. Let me help you with that. And also she's just an amazing dancer. And literally the first night I met her, she did the splits four times and then was like, yeah, Yeah. she was like, how are your high kicks? And I'm like, they're average. Yeah. I watched (laughs) that whore crank her pussy into the cement like six times in one song. She pounds it. Yeah. Hard. Like she's legs open wide in the air before she's a tall, she hits the flexible ground. Bitch. Before she hits the ground, and then she hits the ground, and it's like all taint on the floor. First contact, and then she continues to like up, down, <laughs> up, down. Like God dang, you must, have, you must have a really good chiropractor, girl. That's what you're gonna be in a few years. Hell no. I do one split a show and I'm out of commission for like two weeks. Can't move my leg. I do like a half split and then sometimes I'm like, ooh, that was. And then you much. break your shoe. I I broke my <laughs> shoe. And it's not fully broken. I just jumped off of a bench and then I landed on the heel. Oh, that's okay. At least your wigs don't fall off. The that's true. It's only happened once, and the one time I did it, literally, it was like, not a. It was like a. It hasn't moment. happened since Pride, thank you. Yeah, in front of like. <laughs> in front people. of four hundred people. Mm. The the running count that night was almost two thousand. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Love that for me. Yeah. The only I thing, am wondering if that's supposed to be like for the entire day. I pray to God. I think it was the entire day because, like, I was there in the audience and it did not seem like two thousand people were in that. Were yeah. in, was in rows. So you had less than 2,000 people steal. So you had probably about 400. Yeah, a couple hundred's too many. I don't like doing it in front of a room full of 10. 
Well, that's just Aquabrainers just in people. That but then you hear the collective. Oh. Well, it's like, weird because like you can hear all of the entertainers in the room go, Ooh. but then <laughs> the rest of the crowd is like, yes, and I'm like, people. I just think that's ball. Like, yeah, like. What kind of hateful bitch are you? You're cheering for my downfall? That's How about what, I come over and I whoop your ass? That's what, like, I don't get with... So whenever I do, like, a round off oh, and then get into the splits, like, 90% of the time I can land the splits. The other 90% of the time, I just don't. And it turns into, like, this really weird, like, awkward, I land on my ass. Yeah, you look like a dead and, frog. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> but I don't get it because despite however I land or how floppy the round off is like the audience cheers nonetheless well that's something I think is kind of weird like when Casey and I will do a, a drop split or or like Casey's little half split the audience like screams and dies but it's like when you do a split they barely notice mm-hmm. welcome to being a king I, it's, yeah, so it's like they don't really expect it to come from a king and which I'm like you think that would make them cheer more versus it's like Okay, it's known for a queen to do a split or to do like a, a death, death drop, drop or a dip or anything like that. But when a king does it, it's like, oh shit, this is something that they don't regularly do. No, it's just most people, like most audiences don't care for kings. Like it's, um, so I like made this like Google Doc that like talks all about it. But there is one thing specifically that I've noticed where older middle-aged women Older are, or middle-aged? Middle age. Okay. Yeah, middle aged women are the equivalent of straight ladies for queens. Yeah. So, like, middle aged women absolutely live for kings. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Versus like the the drunk white girl that's like a like in her early twenties or yeah. like eighteen that. Like was... what happened at the press show at Amanda's benefit? I wasn't. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So what basically what happened? <laughs> there was what two groups mean? of people. What happened? What there was the group of like the drunken like college girls we love that i literally i hate bitches like that because they always love to try to yell at you while like you're in the middle of doing something like they love to look at whoever's hosting the show and be like fucking bitch like girl (laughs) it's like chill you may be trying to joke around but i will fuck you up in in front of all these people so that benefit show i like the big group of of college girls they were outside on like the balcony part and all i did was walk out there and stand on like the little ottoman that like people put their drinks on they were like yes bitch work you're gorgeous and i'm like i'm doing nothing (laughs) and then come on girl give us nothing (laughs) give us mediocrity and then I walked inside and I was sitting there doing the most. And that's when like some of the older women were like, now you deserve a dollar. Not because you're sitting there just squatting and showing us your puswacha. Just you're actually doing kicks and you're voguing. Older yeah. straight women also love when you slap yourself in the pussy. Like I like to do this thing where I, I, lay, really. I, lay, on my, I <laughs> lay on my back, I spread my legs and I just like pat, pat, pat. And they are like... <laughs> Slap that puss! <laughs> Punch that labia! Okay. <laughs> anyway, drag families. <laughs> Back to drag families. It's kind of also, with drag families, it's weird how related, like, how intermingled some drag families are. Mm-hmm. Um, the more nays and marks them. Yes. Yeah. How all of them are, like, somewhat related. Or even with my previous drag family, yours, it's like, 
Amanda and Selena are sisters. But not from the same mother. Not from the same mother, but they're technically sisters with right. each other. So, like, well, so my... Oh, no, Selena and Venus are sisters. Yes. So, Venus is technically my aunt, and Mahajane is my great-grandmother. So, through Mahajane, I'm also related to the Davenports. Yeah. And so, the Demornays. Well, Mahajane is the Demornays. I know. Oh, She okay. has <laughs> the Demornays and the Davenports. Yeah. So, so it is very weird. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, none of us know each other. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, I think it's interesting that Queen's... Families of queens have all these connections, and kings don't like the Von Trashes. All kings, yeah, all kings. And isn't there like there's... one queen? Uh, yeah, nicotine wasn't nicotine. Yeah, nicotine. Yeah, new. Um, but that's it. And uh, used to be related to the Mornays, and then something happened that something happened, and we're no longer just con- are connected to them. So now the Von Trashes are like to... oh fracking <laughs> yeah, but like now the Von Trashes are just them, like uh, we're just us. They're like the the solo yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. red solo. And you have all these families of queens that are like connected like across the nation. Right. Uh-huh. Well, like you've got your mom, who is sisters with Veronica, so they're related to the fierces, fierces. Yeah, fierces. the Versace fierce. Yeah, Versace fierce. Yeah. And then so like, you technically now have connections to bigger drag families. Yeah, but it's entirely through, through, but but through the queen side. Yeah, of your, and even then, like I still don't, I still don't know the whole tree. Like I've been explained it probably about four times, and I can go up to Jennifer. Well, well, my I just my drag mother's the head one. Like what yeah, I know the dream of, but my uh, drag mother's family tree just keeps getting changed and fucked around. So I don't even know what is what anymore i just claim who i want to claim and exist like selena's my drag mother but beyond her i kind of just start picking whoever i want from yeah everywhere you know like uh i feel like you can still like somewhat in drag you can do that like it's not necessarily being like you can't consider people like your sister right even though you're not. well like that's what like ultimately what it comes down to is um i, I think like drag family started kind of with ballroom culture Mm -hmm. because largely in ballroom culture that's where drag started kind of making its headway yeah well for what it is now anyway um and so throughout ballroom culture there was a lot of like family rejection so they created these houses where it was a bunch of queer people that were you know they were the only connections to anyone they had and so like you know what i really hate the the original point of a drag house was to take place of what you were missing in your family you know so, I'm, yeah. I'm starting to get really fed up like seeing like all these like standalone like one or two performers creating a house and then aggressively recruiting people to join that house. Yeah. Where like if they meet a performer for the first time and they're like, You want a mom? Like, no, give me a bit. bitch. Well like and Leave so, them alone. Like, well in that in that um thing that I that I mentioned, it's entirely for new performers, and in that specifically has a section on drag families. And the like, one of the first things I I put on it was like, be wary of anyone who asks you to join. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, especially in your first year. It happened to me three times, and I told them all no, and I I didn't have a drag mother until I decided, okay, I'm going to ask this person. Yeah, but I think that's the important thing though is wanting 
a person you being yeah. one to ask. At being the one to choose versus like them coming to you. Like I had, I, with Amanda, I asked. And then with Zoe, I asked. Um, but that makes all the difference in the world. Versus like. I had somebody come up to you and said, I want to be your drag mom. And you said, okay, sure. That seems like a great resource to have. And then you got stuck there, and then like you realized that they were like some kind of psychopath, or well, I feel I, I or they out, sucked. I lucked out with my dads because at the same time that they like so Charlie had asked me if I wanted to join the family, and it was literally days before that I had asked myself if I wanted to ask him mm-hmm. if I could join because I was looking at the bomb trashes and I was looking at specifically Aiden and Charlie, and especially because I didn't have any kings around me. I was more in the goth alt style, and that is what they do. I wanted them to be there as that support and resource, and it just happened at the same time that as I was thinking about it, they had asked me. So I feel like I lucked out with that because I also know a bunch of kings who they get picked up within their first year, and the queen or whoever who picked them up is trying to change their drag for them. Yeah. So what do you think about like having uh, multiple drag families? Like you, you have multiple drag families. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know of a few entertainers that are like, I have a mom, she's cool, I don't want to lose her. But I've also thought about maybe asking this person to take on a leadership role in my life as well. How do you, how do you, one, how do you perceive that? And two, how do you, how would you go about that? Or how did from it, my you? So from my experience, and it's entirely based on how I learn, I see not everyone needs a drag family. Drag families are not a necessity to every performer. Mm -hmm. The way that I see it, it is entirely how you learn and what you want. But at the same time, I know people who have a drag mom or a drag dad and learn nothing from them. And it's purely, yeah, it's purely just for the emotional and the friendship there. But the way that I see it, I don't learn well from crowdsourcing. I don't learn well from... um, asking random people what they think about this, what they think about that. Not to mention a lot of people, whenever they aren't, aren't like emotionally tied to you, they really don't care to give you feedback on your performance. Yeah. Um, constructive feedback. So I knew that if I wanted to grow, I needed to work closely with whoever I did decide to have in that, mm-hmm. whether it's like with my drag mom or with my drag dads. I knew that I wanted, there were specific things that I wanted to learn from them that I see in their drag. And I knew that the best way for me to grow would be to work with them. And then also working with the families. So with my drag dad side, it's very much like a group of friends where we do lean on each other for support. And we do lean on for, for feedback. But with my mom's side, it's very much, it's the same thing. But there's also like a minimum standard that you have to do. And I'm not saying that you, there's a, not a standard in my dad's side. But with my mom's side, it's very more, it's more competitive. Yeah. And that's where I thrive. So for me, having multiple, having my dad's side and then having my mom um, and my mom's side, it's entirely to work closely with both and gain more mm-hmm. that way than I would if I crowdsource because I don't learn that way. Yeah. But I don't think everyone needs drag family by any means. I I agree. It just I feel like it depends on the style, like what your aesthetic is, what what kind of performances you do. If there is anybody in that fits within that style, that's good to either like ask for for mm. help or just to be like, 
not not even necessarily asking to be a mentor, but like, what do you think I could do to to improve? Yeah, damn, Popo. Yeah, we're um, trying to film here. <laughs> it's like, what what can I do to to improve this to improve my style? Um, versus, it's like I want you to come in and then just look at everything that. <laughs> Uh, it's like I not having someone come in and look at every single detail of your of your drag and critique that versus like pinpointing certain things. Yes, because like for you, it's like you had you already had like your makeup skills down like on point. Thank you. And you're very welcome. Uh, <laughs> and it was just you're good. I agree. <laughs> and it was just like the performance side was like the to to from me watching you it was like the performance side was something that like. With with more mentorship or with more people like adding in opinions that helped you grow. Um, and I mean, you're still an amazing performer. I need someone to teach me how to do a wig review. I'm working on that too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like with me, um, I did start out with like makeup skills and with like more storytelling. But with the way that I have grown, um, that's both... another funny thing. Sorry, we all kind of started in the same kind of performance background. Yeah. We did. We all started in a, a theatrical performance yeah. background uh-huh. and then said, I want to put on makeup. I want, to a, I want to be a woman and a man. But uh, So, like, for me, with um, just thinking about what you were saying, mm-hmm. uh, the first six months for me, I was going around and, like, anytime I would have a performance and have a show, I would ask any of the queens that I was with, like, hey, do you have any, like, feedback? I would ask the audience, do you have any feedback for me? And 90% of the time it was, oh, no, you're great. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's whenever you do start at the level, especially that all three of us did, like, no one, like, no one really tears you down. Um, oh, that's not true. Well, I, I just I mean. I got torn apart. I just mean in the sense, in the same Wasn't way that's in a mentor, a mentor oh, will. yeah. Like, you don't, you don't get that. Or at least I didn't. And then no, I just whenever. I was shit. Well, I mean, then between my families, like, between both my drag dads and my drag mom, both or all three of them have given me suggestions for my performance that I've implemented. So, like, for my drag dads, um, one of the main things that Charlie kept telling me, something that Charlie kept telling me was with, uh, I start out with, like, way too much energy and I need to build up for it. Mm -hmm. And so I've started doing that with Lisa and... Um, at, or adding like the light whip into it I've done that and like crowd goes crazy whenever I do yeah. that with Aiden and watching him do more burlesque numbers and how like s- slow he is like that's something I've started to pick up because I trip too fast if that's such a thing but <laughs> just a horny little man being like alright let's go I hate clothes Nikki. I hate clothes I hate clothes so much oh yeah when I live on my own nobody ever randomly better like ever randomly just show up to my house I will not have pants on I mean, I do that now with my partner. Like, he'll come home. Yeah, but that's different. That's true, but I'm like... You mean you're not okay with me, like... Ezra, I'm not going to be walking around booty-ass naked in our apartment. (laughs) I'm not walking around with some cute underwears and a t-shirt. But either way, nobody better be randomly showing up unless they want to see my good and (laughs) plenties. Did you have those candies as a kid? Good and plenties? Is that the ones with the the white and pink and the black licorice? Yeah. Yeah, they're gross. I hate them. Ooh. My leg hurts. <laughs> the 
this on like gunshots and I almost wanted to go into like a jam like not this <laughs> oh my god <sighs> oh but drag race drag race with drag families that shit blows my mind does it yeah, yeah like so like 10 down so oh like, yeah something like that yeah one of the biggest was learning that Violet Tchotchke's drag mom was Dax exclamation oh movie. my god yeah yeah. Where like Dax was like the third ever, like the second or third ever for like double elimination. She was the second, yeah. Also, Layla McQueen was wronged. Sorry. Oh. Bring back Layla. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Layla McQueen. Layla is hot. I would. Oh my god. Layla McQueen out of drag. I would like to be uh, bent over, eaten out, and then destroyed. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. Layla also, like, one of, oh God. one of the things that I love about Layla is that they love doing a mix of, like, feminine and masculine. Drag. Yes, but that was kind of a fairly recent development. Yes, so it's like that's something they learned after Drag Race. Like, um, when Denali did, like, the, like, Chicago Stars right after she got eliminated, mm-hmm. Layla was in it, and she had, like, full wig full be up here but then she had a mustache and a beard that still was painted on and it looked amazing it was kind of like matthew anderson like matthew we anderson know someone by the name of Benefer. yeah i was gonna say benefer is also one of those people that i love of them it's not really like gender fuck but it was like they're a bearded queen and they're like oh i look effeminate but i'm not gonna shave my my mustache or my beard. I told you. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Um, Carmela Uchawi is another one mm-hmm. that they they're have like a Casey, right? yeah, they're a Kansas City queen house of Uchawis. Um, they have a full beard, but they are fucking gorgeous. They were at the show on Monday, and I got to meet them. <clears throat> Just the I house. Just love the Uchawis. Like, yeah, these, any of them that I've met, they have always been. Super supportive, really cool. Um, Kiki is phenomenal. Um, any of them that I have met, they've just been like really cool and really, like, really easy to work with, and they are so supportive of the Kings. That's what I've seen. Like Kiki is like one thing I love about them is just how much how much better Drac has been in at Missy B's since they've taken over. Like I've I've been going to to drag shows since twenty eighteen, I believe, in Kansas City. Like it wasn't frequently, but it was enough to where mm. I could start picking out like who was who. And I think Kiki just took it over like this past year and it's already improved so much where there's like a bunch of different shows. There's now a, a full like I don't know if Kiki was the one that helped implement that, but just mm. having an all male show is Really, it's something that is very progressive in in Missouri. Yeah, and I, I mean, obviously, I'm all about it. But like on the Uchawi specifically, like uh, one of them, I don't know if like whose son or if, like he's a brother of them, but like he's in the cast. Victor. No, Victor is Bondi. Yeah, I thought he was. No, uh, Uchawi is. Um, I can't think of his in drag name. Was he in the show with you on Monday? Yeah, he was. I know he's out of drag game. I don't. I can't remember if it's the same. But anyway, like, got to work with him. And besides the fact that I have the biggest fucking crush on him now, um, the 
energy that like he brings to the stage and that the other Charlies in the crowd were like feeding into like it is just insane how supportive that family is of each other that always makes me so happy like when you when like there's somebody in a show and like their drag family comes up and even if they show up in or out of drag whatever but then they're like yes that's my son or that's my brother blah 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 I love that I love that I had I had one of those moments at Fulton like I we just finished the 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 Broadway show Um, Broadway Trent and I were like all right let's let's go down to um Let's go down to Fulton because Zoe was performing and we didn't get to see her the day before. And we heard that that was a great show. It um, was. You missed a lot. I'm mad. <laughs> but we, we went. I'm just going to rub that in a little more. Um, both BJ and Zoe were performing. BJ looks at me and goes, do you want to do a number? And I was like, yeah. Uh, she's like, okay, let's go talk to Muffy. Because uh, Dolce also didn't talk to anyone. Just went up to, up to Muffy and was like, I want to do a number. Uh, well, I, it was either they went up and did that, or no, they sat up at front. Muffy was already shit faced. Uh, noticed Dolce. About how she had throat cancer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, looked at funny. looked at Dolce and was like, "You're gorgeous. You want to do a number?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, <laughs> I'm beautiful and drag. Okay. You um, are. You're. Like you that. are. You are like. Very much. You give model. You give like. You give like a tiny Naomi Smalls. You are, you are Naomi, Naomi Small. Naomi is like, <laughs> like a size two. No, but you're like pocket size. Yeah, I'm a shorter. Yeah, you you are a you're like fun size Naomi Small. That bodysuit that you're wearing, like I saw you, my Insta thought was just like divine. That's it. That was that was Veronica's like, divine, like golden goddess divine. Oh, I was like. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's like the original filth queen. Like. But but anyway, like when I went up and did a number, Zoe was like on the stairs, like watching behind the curtain. And I finished and I finished on stage and I just hear her go, yes, Casey, yes. And I look over and she just looks so like happy. And just to be able for her, like it made me like almost a little emotional to be like, that's someone that she sees potential in me and she wants to see me grow, but she already knows that starting out, I'm in a good place. Every time somebody tells me they're proud of me, I will go home and cry about it. I, I don't care. Well, that's just like a, a childhood like trauma. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I'm in the same boat, man. <laughs> like, me too. Of, of just like being told that, having like having a family that says they're proud of you, shows their support it's something that's very meaningful and i think that's also kind of how a lot of us that are performers we we kind of rely on that or just having having someone that's like you are amazing in what you're doing because there was some for at least personally speaking there was something in my childhood and growing up and just in my career that i was like no one's really telling me this no one's really saying you're doing really good you're you're great at what you're doing. Um, so then when I hopped into drag, that was something that people were like, oh, you're beautiful. Yeah. You're an amazing performer. Like, <laughs> Yeah, for me, it wasn't really anything. Like, that didn't, like, come from my actual, like, immediate fam- immediately. Oh, my God. Immediate family. Um, that came from, like, everything I ever tried to do in my life. I was compared to somebody else for it. Yes. Everything. Mm-hmm. I would, like, do really well academically. And then I would have a teacher or a mentor or somebody be like, this person's doing it better than you, you need to change this. And instead of ever leading off with, you're doing really good, 
here's what we can work on. It was it was never let's talk about what you're good at. It was always you're doing this wrong. You're doing mm-hmm. this wrong. You're doing this wrong. So whenever I started doing drag, I was like hyper independent about everything. I was like, I don't want anybody to attach their name to me. I want to be Artemis Gray and Artemis Gray only. Fuck all these bitches. Like I was not going to be anyone's kid. And then eventually I kind of sat down and I was like, I think I just want someone to be proud of me. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, I found Miss Selena. Keep an eye out for Selena. Selena <laughs> <laughs> Except she hasn't had any fellow, I'm pretty sure. And that's how I felt whenever, like, Lisa adopted me. Like, whenever she adopted me, that was the affirmation of, like, her, like, just saying, like, I see what you're doing, mm-hmm. and I appreciate what you're doing, and I think that you have a lot more potential, and you're already at a good level. So for me, that was very much the, like, vote of confidence, you got this, and all of the... All of the support and encouragement that I see within the fierce family between everyone, it's it, it's very heartwarming, but it's also, yeah. like, just, it kind of just keeps you going, especially with, as drag performers, like, I'm sure you two know this really well, whenever you're constantly doubting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Me? Doubt? What? <laughs> well, it's like, you do a performance and everyone's like, oh, that's really great, but in your head, you're just thinking, oh, I I used to get really like I'm still kind of bad about taking praise when people are like that was really good I'm like thanks and then I'm like that was good you fucking idiot you don't know shit that was the worst thing I've ever done in my fucking life that was me on Monday (laughs) I've had a mix of being like oh I've done good performances and people like you're amazing and I like do the mask of like thank you I know and then in my head I'm like I fucked that up I fucked that up but then I've also had it was it was a bingo brunch I, I did like a death drop and a girl a little girl didn't notice it was a death drop and so she walked up to me and she goes did you mean to fall on purpose those three times and I'm like I don't know <laughs> it's like Ooh. no but fuck you old kid <laughs> it is gosh <laughs> they really have no filter kids they, are the most brutal yeah kids will straight up like you ever do a show with kids they will straight up walk, to, walk up to you and be like did you know your eyelash was falling off like, damn, yeah, I did. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't whip out last week in the middle of my number. It's like, damn. <laughs> Do you know that bodysuit don't fit? That's looking a little baggy on you. I can do the splits better than you. Okay. Congrats. Are you, are you getting paid? <laughs> didn't think so. Are you the one up here? Shut up, little girl. Mush mouthing for four and a half minutes? Children are rude. In eight layers of tights? Or like... Oh, God. Kids just... I, they don't even mean to be rude, though, so I can't be like, wow, what a little asshole. But kids really do kind of fuck with me sometimes. I don't know. Some, some know to be rude. I was a... Right. Or they'll just look at me and be like, you said look like a boy. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and you were adopted. How about that? That means nothing to me. Yeah. Well. My, my brother and I... So, fun fact about my family is my brother, sister, and I were all adopted by different... Like, we all were from different families and got adopted. Um, my brother and I liked, we used to, uh, joke with each other that he was on sale when he went oh and split up for adoption and that no one wanted me. So, uh, well, that actually sad thing was when I was put up for adoption, I had a, Huh? Yeah, so I don't get one for children. There was a family that looked at, like, they they saw me, like, potentially to be adopted, and they realized that I was half black, and they said no. 
Wow. Yeah. And then my mom was like, fuck that. I don't give a shit. Let me adopt him. And then her family is like, do you really want to adopt a black kid? Are you kidding me? Oh, no. One one of her, it was either her, one of her relatives or one of my dad's relatives said that I was ruining the family by getting adopted. Wow. See, I'm petty. I would adopt three more black kids. Well, my, I was like, one, my brother's Native American. So why are you like, <laughs> you're not d- giving the same shit to him, which I found out that they did, just not to the extent of having like a half black kid in their family that's all white. And I was like, this is insane. Wow. That is so ignorant. Ooh. I don't know your grandparents, but I kind of like a leap to shit. Well, they're all dead, so. All right. Well, see. <laughs> God got them. God said, Gout. Heart disease, lung cancer. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everyone. If you guys are dealing with traumatic events, I will stop making light of situations. <laughs> I've experienced a lot of it, so I... I don't know, I think all racist people should get some kind of disease. Hmm. Like a painful one. Like testicular cancer, where their balls get like four sizes bigger, they can't fit no pants. That's like Nicki Minaj's cousin with the vaccine. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) The fracking! (laughs) Oh, the fracking? Every time, so if, since y'all can't see us, every time I say the fracking, uh, Artemis and I are covering her mouth with the X because that is a reference to Bob the Drag Queen referring to Paul Fracken. Oh, the Fracken. No, no, no. And Peppermint. <laughs> Which, Peppermint, bring her back from All Stars. I know. Peppermint. Did you know Peppermint was on Broadway for like, yeah, I think, two seasons? Yeah, she's the She's Ugh. the first ever transgender role to be on Broadway. I'm obsessed with Peppermint. Peppermint didn't get enough credit on season nine. She's not getting enough credit in the real world. There you know is. what? Make it Peppermint's Drag Race. How about that? Peppermint will fully win Drag Race unless she was like against Asia O'Hara. Then I think she could probably beat Asia. I do too. And then if Peppermint wins, then all the top four from season nine would have a crown. Just three out of the four of them do. RuPaul. <laughs> RuPaul, I know you're listening. <laughs> do we need to go down that road again? <laughs> the fractures. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I guess you and I kind of have a unique perspective, too, because, okay, because we're sisters, but we don't come from the same drag family. Not at all. And then, <laughs> like, we, we, I We never did, though, either, so, like. But I also consider you my sister because our, my first show, I, did you do a show with Inclusion before the Up and Comers? Yes, I did. Because nobody knew I was an up and comer until that show. And then I said, yeah, this is only my fifth performance. And everyone in the room went, are you kidding me? And I was like, no, I'm not lying. Um, I consider you my sister because it was like we we met during during like the up and comer show. And then I think there was only three of us. There was supposed to be like four. There was supposed to be five. And then there was only three of us because everyone else dropped. Yeah. And then there was Stella, and then you, and then me. And Stella was already a very introverted person, mm-hmm. where they weren't like wanting to talk to anybody except for their mom. Uh, well, and from that first boot camp, I walked in running my mouth, and you were the only person in the room that didn't go. I think it kind of was. You like, started like, talking to me. Yeah. Yes. I mean, at first you were kind of like. She's serious, but if she's serious, I don't like her. Well, I was also, I was stressing out because I think I came in late. 
I was like 20 minutes late because I needed to pick up like eyelashes or some shit like that. So I came in there stressed because they're like, you paint, we're all going to judge you. And I'm yeah. Like, Fuck. Yeah. But Up and Comers was kind of strange because I had a really strong start because I had already done mm-hmm. technically five months of drag. Well, I had been doing makeup for way before that, but um, I had a really strong start. So I, I kind of felt like out of place the whole time. But even in that year, we, you and I still grew so much together. Yeah. Like we talked to, we, we were talking to each other. Outside of the competition. Yeah. And yeah. And then we started to perform together outside of the competition too, which I also felt like there was no competition in that. There was no stakes. Like we, no one was eliminated. Um, Right. Kick me the fuck out. Just kidding. (laughs) Could you imagine? I mean... (laughs) No I, I, I win the first challenge and then get sent home the next week. Well, it was like the first week was makeup. And I was I kind of wasn't expecting to win that. I thought I was going to do good. Uh, but then I also realized I was like, I glued down my eyebrows and then I basically drew over my eyebrows <laughs> instead of just drawing my, my own. Um, and then... Glued them bitches down for no reason. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. I made them bigger. Um... <laughs> Uh, and the first weekend was makeup and I was like, okay, when, when they first told us like the, the five weeks of categories that they ended up changing like three of them on, um, it's like first one was wait, makeup. I looked at you. I looked at Stella. I looked at everyone else and then it turned out to just be us three. And I was like, okay, if one of us was going to win, it's probably going to be you. And then we got into the next up and covers competition, which was performance. And I was like. That's when there was five of us. Yeah. And I didn't know, I didn't really know Ivy, didn't really know Vivian. Or no, I knew, we saw, they made us all like perform in, in front of each other. Yep. In the like boot camp. Yep. And from there I was like. Which was I, super awkward being in heels, sweatpants, and no makeup. Oh, I was in like, <laughs> I was in like booty shorts and a tank. In like platform heels, which I was like, why did I choose platform heels? It's like my dancey shoes. Um, yeah, you were in like eight inch tall shoes. Those were well, those were like the only like really good shoes that I had that I knew I could move better in. When somebody yelled at you, it was like you're gonna try to do all them tricks and you wear a buck and stilts and you BJ. said you said, Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> BJ was like, Those shoes aren't for you. You were like, Those shoes aren't for you. <laughs> Honey was like, Maybe get different shoes. Amanda's like, get different shoes. <laughs> and they're like, All right. <laughs> Time to get different shoes. Uh. Um, the only critique I got at that boot camp was if I was going to squat, I should squat lower. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Isn't that from Amanda? Like, squat lower and squat lower with passion. And then somebody told me to lie on the ground, and I was like, no. That was Amanda. <laughs> I said, I will not be doing that. Thank you. Goodbye. Like, I ain't laying on the fucking ground. We are on a four-by-four four platform. Also, <laughs> like, who's picking me up? Who's Who picking that? me up? No one can touch us then. <laughs> we, we've seen me try to get up from a split. It who's, takes you five minutes. Who's picking me up if I lay on the ground? The song's done and you're still trying to pick yourself up. I'm going to have to do a Latrice and just roll for the rest of the number. <sighs> that bitch was able to get up pretty fast when she did the splits on All Stars 4. Yeah. From what we saw. Well, I would say that's because they cut the cameras. They're like, switch to Monique. They went over to Monique for a little bit. because she was Monique doing her ass split. She probably did one of these. I can't see you. She probably tucked in her feet and then did one of these. You gotta, you gotta swing the leg around, 
get on your knees and then push from your knees she, I up. I think she got on all fours and then got up on And then hiked. Go. <laughs> I, I sometimes big, make that. Mess. I love big bitches. Like a six foot five drag queen that's like a couple hundred, you know, you got to be two sun to do something. I love those type of drag queens. Bella Rose. Yes, Bella Rose is one of my favorite people in the Bella. world. Any queen that's like over like six foot three, I'm like, damn. Musical yeah, is like. I love. Two. Drag queens that are like out of drag are already really tall, and then they get in drag and they're just like trees. Stephanie? Yeah, I'm literally just like, hi. <laughs> like, even in heels, like, Trent is like, what, 6'2? He's a tall man. And when I'm in drag, then I get closer to his height. There's some shoes that I'm, I wear and I'm his height. But then there's like, I think there was one, it was with, when we did the show with Stephanie, I was in shoes that added like an extra three inches. I still had to look up to Stephanie. She was like a head and a half taller than me. Well, Bella's six foot seven. Yeah. Or six, six, six. And she wears like four inch heels. She's like seven foot, seven foot one in drag. And I'm just like, girl, you could probably just like, like you would have to barely raise your voice at me. And I would be like, sorry, I won't move. I won't move. I won't speak. I won't blink. I won't, I will never drink water again. Whatever you want, whatever you want. Just please do not kill me. Cause I'm like one punch from her, brain mush. Just fly like the Muppet across the room. Like when Miss Piggy hits Kermit. <laughs> Regina LaRae, she's also another real tall. I need to meet that bitch. You've never met her? No. She's amazing. I've yeah. seen her like in shows, but I haven't met her because I didn't do Warrensburg Pride. Can I just tell you? Warrensburg Pride really kind of did change my life because I met a lot of people that day that I just was like, I want to be in love with you. I'm going to be in you love with you. You met a lot of vital people. Yes. I did meet a lot of very vital Because since that day, that, that specific set of people has like messaged me fairly consistently being like, how are you doing? What's stuff that you want to work on? Do you need advice? And like, I don't know. They're just good people and they're talented and I love them. And that's not what this is about. <laughs> no, I think like that's like going back to drag families. I yeah. think that you're an example of someone who doesn't need a like mentor role from a drag parent. Yeah. Especially with like those queens, like if it's like you know, Bella is amazing. She is involved with like Gray Fox Discovery Nights, which is a fun time. In my in my opinion, Gray Fox so. is like the Missy B's back to basics yeah. of St. Louis. Like it is just a fun time, and it is. Glorious. I don't know because I'm not old enough to go to any of them. Oh, yeah, another year. Um, yeah. Molly whipped out a double ended dildo. Uh, As a fountain? No, not at Pride. It was the night before Pride. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Well, they also told us that Pride was supposed to be family friendly, and then the headliner showed up and did, I'm a bitch, I'm a boss. I don't. Listen, that song is on TikTok. That song is on the radio. That song is everywhere. Every freaking YouTube video. I think people need to understand, in my opinion, family friendly is anything that's not like the vagina song, the fuck me right now song, or like deep throat, or like cupcake songs, you know? Anything else I feel like is on the table. That's very true. I felt bad. I did. If uh, I can turn on HBO and my four-year-old might actually see some titties, they can hear a song that says "fuck." 
Also, why are you bringing a four-year-old to a drag show? They're four. They don't care. Turn on some fucking Barney. Give them a box of Fruity Pebbles and call the day. Barney's is done. Leave them at home. Sesame Street, man. Whatever. I, I would, I've always wanted to go mattress surfing, but I would be the first it one with a so confession. So, I'll take you to, in Topeka, there is this Topeka, Kansas. Topeka, Topeka, Kansas. There's a, I love how off topic we are. Um, oh, this is every episode. There's, there's a. <laughs> you listen, you should know. Yeah, I know. There's a, there's a hill called Quentin Heights. Um, it's literally like one of the steepest hills in Topeka. And when it snows, people go sledding on it. Last time I went, people brought mattresses like to sled down it okay that's expensive i'm talking like you just take the one that's already in your house ride it down the stairs and then put it back on like the bed for yeah like <laughs> i've done it too see i have never done that because my mom would always be like you're gonna die and you will never be able to move again and i would be like nice i did it at my dad's house and my dad didn't care but that also is deep-rooted childhood trauma that i have to work through in therapy <laughs> it's not funny, date me. I do. <laughs> you have childhood trauma. Oh God, I'm fucked. This landlord also. It's yeah. just like wow. My Well, I'm just. I think drag families are such a an interesting thing. Like this also could have been tied in all the way at the beginning. Um. Just because of how it either can be very beneficial or it can be where it's like you feel stuck. That's kind of something I experienced, hence why I switched from drag families. Like I started out in a family and then I felt like I wasn't learning enough in my style versus my drag mom style. Um, and so then that's when I reached out to another person that was, that fit my style more like it was a better fit, especially because being a person of color, trying to find a mentor that is a person of color in Colombia, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, just because I think the only other, Jesus Christ, the only, there's like four maybe people of color that are performers in Colombia. London, I think now is in Kansas City and doesn't perform much. Mahajane doesn't perform much. There's Ashanti, which she doesn't live in Colombia and doesn't perform that much. And then there's me, pretty sure. So then finding, being able to find a mentor or a drag mom or drag dad that's that's a person of color is difficult. But then I'm glad that I was able to find someone that's like, hey, <laughs> you want to embrace this? Yeah, I can see that. I mean, obviously, I, I don't know where you're coming from but i can mm-hmm. empathize i think another thing that like we talked about it a little bit but something that we like really should emphasize is like yes we all have experiences with drag families but they are not a necessity no like they will not make or break your drag you can still be very successful on your own but finding that group of people or that person or whatever is Something that you can always test the waters. And I also think we need to talk about, like, they're not permanent. They're not a permanent yeah. thing. If you if you don't vibe with something or, like, you realize that you're not getting what you thought you would, it is okay to be like, hey, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm just ready to move on. This is not where I need to lay my eggs or whatever. I think that's also weird. That's, like, a generational thing. Like, with us, we're at that point because I had... Well, also, like, our generation of performers 
has no problem like bouncing families like that. Older generations That's the are like, you ask to be that person's drag mother or that person's drag daughter, you're there and you're pretty much there for life or you never speak to them again. Yeah. Because I, I had a person tell me, they're like, yeah, don't leave your family even if you're not like learning. <laughs> uh, and that was from someone that was an older generation queen. Um, your, your grandmother. Leave the name, Mahaji. <laughs> Oh, that grandmother. I was like, you talk to... That's... Like, I just can't... And it's entirely just because of my experiences with drag families. Like, with between my two, I've had nothing but good experiences with them. So, like, I can't imagine, like, ever leaving the Fierce family or the Von Trash family just because I vibe so well uh-huh. between both groups. And Well, they also both fit a certain dynamic that you need, you know? Yeah. like and, Yeah. They yeah. tailor to your aesthetic. Right, and I mean, what I want to do, like, ultimately what I want my style to be is a mix of glam and goth, and goth, and that's very much in between those two, but with people who have those bad experiences with drag families, or maybe they don't have bad experiences with whoever their drag parent is, but they just feel like that they aren't learning from it, I can can empathize when listening to them, but at the same time, I I haven't experienced that, Mm -hmm. so... But I, I mean, I still, at no way, shape, or form, think that everyone needs a drag family. Yeah. Because there's also people that, like, their aesthetic doesn't fit, like, what is happening in, like, in the town that they're in. Because even kind of, like, Colombia, like, the, the Von Trashes aren't in Colombia. Yep. Um, I'm also the only king here right now. Exactly. You're, all, like, Colombia also is very sparse on... <laughs> You want to wrap it up then now? Like a condom? No, y'all can finish your statements. <laughs> I'll be here to sign off. There's like two bathrooms. I can hold it. Only like five minutes. You're dramatic. A little bit. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, well. That's the show, everyone. All right, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of Poppers and Packers with Artemis Gray. And Ezra Prince. And our special guest, Casey and David. They're both the same person. Uh, Always remember to love your inner monster. And I am one round mound sound. If you liked what you heard, tune in next week. And if you didn't, go go tuck tuck yourself. yourself.